0: And marriage. I hope this has been encouraging you. Today, I'm excited because I'm not preaching alone today. Today I am accompanied by the one, the only, the incomparable, the, the undefeated, the beautiful, the anointed and intelligent, my wife, Liz Vasquez, what's up, girl? Looking good in that denim, girl. You're looking good. I have to make this sermon short, this sermon short. Hey, man, so embarrassing. so embarrassing. I love you, you, and I love you guys too. Um, we're going to kind of tag team this today and, uh, and kind of encourage you a little bit. A lot of people don't know our story, and I know that we have some people who have been here for all of our Love, Sex, and Marriage series, and church has grown quite a bit since our last time we've done this series. We do it every year. And so, um, you know, just maybe to establish that connection, maybe we'll tell them a little bit of our story, maybe how we met and how we, how we got together, how you locked this down. Uh, which, uh, we don't have a lot of time, but, um, you know, I mean, I could summarize it. We got 25 minutes. We usually have like 40 to preach, but, you know, summary is, uh, you know, she saw it and, uh, she liked it, you know? so
1: Technically you saw it first mm-hmm. and then you liked it.
0: <laughs> I mean, so if you want to real. get specific, yeah, I think yes, that's going to happen. That's specific. Go ahead, fill in the blanks
1: so we met he saw me like years before that he has an old story for that but we're not gonna get into that um but we met a single young adults conference
0: conference.
1: single young adults but you make it sound
0: like christian speed dating it It wasn't that
1: you got a date from that conference and it was not me that's
0: true (laughs) (laughs) i did get digits and it was not
1: that's why he feels convicted
0: maybe a little bit next point
1: yeah so anyways <laughs> so we met there he strategically sat in front of me during um, a lunch dinner that was going on yeah. and we talked about life and ministry and then we just we were both like really careful about relationships at the time well at least I was because he went on a date right afterwards I didn't <laughs> but <laughs> so anyways yeah, so you put me out on this sermon girl you put me out every Sunday
0: it's my <laughs> <turn>. <laughs> That's true. That's All my true. secrets
1: are out there. I have people coming up to me at Walmart, like telling me stuff that they know about me. <laughs>
0: Buying you towels. <laughs> Inside joke.
1: Okay. You gotta hear the first sermon. Anyways, getting back to the point, Next so um, I got his number because my sister was throwing a surprise birthday party for my brother-in-law and for Charlie. Mm-hmm. And um, he, she, I asked her, like, how do I get to his house? Because it was going to be at his house. And that was like before MapQuest or none of that. You, you guys probably don't know about MapQuest, Apple Maps. It was before all that. So she... I think she was doing that on purpose because she was trying to, like, establish a connection here. She was trying to hook us up. She's a good pastor. Yeah, she was his pastor at the time. So, anyway, so she she gave me his number, and then I asked him for directions, but then we just ended up talking on the phone for, like, an hour or something like that. So, then that was it. We let it be. And then on Valentine's Day, I sent out, it was a mass text, but it was, like, individual, I guess. (laughs) I don't even remember. That said, Happy Heart Day.
0: I thought it was to me.
1: Yeah, he thought it was just to him.
0: She sent it to her whole address book. But I thought it was to me. Yeah. So I responded. I said, uh, make sure you spend it with someone who makes you smile. And that was my way of trying to find out if she had a man without, without straight up asking, do you have a man? Because I didn't want to come off as thirsty. So I was just like, make sure you spend it with someone who makes you smile. I just left the ball in her court. And then she said.
1: I said, so when are you coming over? What? Can you do that? Don't do that.
0: <laughs> don't do that. I didn't know what to do when I got that text. Yeah, it was like, I was not expecting that at all. I was like, she must, she saw the bubbles for like an hour on her phone. I was like, I don't, oh, uh, what do I do? uh not expecting that. Yeah, I think, do we have a picture
1: too?
0: Yeah, we got together, and then how long do we date for? for it.
1: Well, we talked for like five months. Yeah, she was Dated for five late. months. Yeah then got engaged and yeah. got married 10 months later. Yeah,
0: so. so we were dating. We spent knowing each other five months and then dating 10 months after. Total. The, yeah, total, yeah. and then we got married, which is really quick. Something else we don't recommend that you do. <laughs> this is why we have a testimony today, because we... <laughs> and, uh, and we got married, and I think we have a picture from our wedding day. That's us on our wedding day. Come on. So
1: skinny.
0: Don't I look like she kidnapped me? Like like she right like I mean, i'm, I'm a willing five years older than i'm like a willing victim <laughs> take me wherever you want to take me um anyway so it ticked off the screen um <laughs> so then we got married. Hair. got married and it was amazing and it's been the best 11 year journey uh, of our lives. Well, today's message is called "Built to Last." If you're taking notes, "Built to Last," and it comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verse three through four, which says, "By wisdom a house is built." Someone we'll say "built," and by understanding it is established. Um, if you don't know, my dad is a general contractor. He built things for a living. And one summer, I had the opportunity of essentially like building a house from scratch with him, um, and uh, and I got to see behind the walls. I got to see the bathroom before the toilet went in. I got to see the pipes and the electrical. And for the first time in my life, I got to appreciate something that I had always seen, but until I saw how it was constructed, I could not really appreciate it. And a house, a lot like a relationship, a lot like a marriage, you can appreciate it when you see it and you see others and you see a good marriage and a good relationship. Oh, I want that. But let me just tell you from somebody who's living it, you have no idea the amount of work that it takes to build that. You have no idea what's behind the walls, where the, where the pipes go, and how much work it took to lay those pipes and, uh, and to hang those electrical wires and all of that. And what we want to do today is we kind of want to let you into the construction zone that is our marriage. And uh, it's going good, right? I, you love me. I love you. Okay, we're doing good. Um, but, uh, but it's a lot of work. And, so, and this is good if you're single or married. We're going to be talking a lot about being married, but I would say that this message is actually even more beneficial for single people because you get to build from scratch. And I don't think you appreciate that. Married people, you might have to, after today, you might have to tear down some things in order to rebuild. And if you don't want to tear down, God might actually have to tear down or allow the devil to tear down so that he can rebuild and get down to the studs and, and, start, and start remaking it. Um, so we're going to do that uh, today. I want to talk about uh, how to build love, how to build love. You don't really hear about building a love. And I think the reason why you don't hear about building a love is because every song and every movie is about falling in love falling in love that's not a song um but (laughs) it made right sounded right um falling in love and uh and i need to talk about this notion of falling in love not because i'm a grinch i believe in falling in love i believe in it hear me i believe in falling in love i'm not a bitter you know person i just also believe that falling in love is overrated not one amen i believe that falling in love (laughs) is overrated for a couple of reasons four reasons one um uh, first off falling in love is not rare or significant Because I fell in love twice before I met Liz. And where are all those relationships now? Say amen if you fell in love more than once. (laughs) Say amen if you fell in love more than twice. Say amen if you fall in love more times than you care to admit. (laughs) Fall in love. We all fall in love, it's not a big deal. And we all fall in love multiple times. You know, it's not significant or rare. I think also falling in love is overrated um, because if you think about it, you don't even need a second person to fall in love. Say amen if you ever fell in love with somebody who didn't love you back. (laughs) Come on, my man. You know? I mean, you don't even need another person to do it. Some of y'all fell in love with Justin Bieber. You don't even know Justin Bieber. You got your own husband still married with Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's married. Let him go. Um, And also, I think falling in love is overrated because falling in love, sometimes it's not even beneficial. Say amen if you ever fell in love with somebody who ended up being bad for you right and so so falling in love is overrated but probably the the biggest danger that falling in love presents to a a healthy marriage that's being built is the precedent that it sets because falling in love takes no effort you go home one day and you just you think about that person all the time you go i think i'm in love and because falling in love takes no effort to start it's only natural that we assume that it takes no effort to sustain But just because it didn't take an effort to start doesn't mean it doesn't take an effort to sustain. This is falling in love, and it's not impressive. This is falling in love. (laughs) That's falling in love. Falling in love is just happens. And it's loud. Telling everybody, oh, God, I love him. Oh, God, I love her. It's fun to do. i got to be honest. That was kind of fun to do. And falling in love, guess what? It's messy. But it's actually a part of that mess that makes it exciting. Can't even, can't even work. You at, you're at work thinking about that person. <laughs> right? But here's the thing about the mess. You leave a mess on the ground long enough and it doesn't go exciting all the time. It goes from exciting to annoying. And there are things that, will, that you actually, there are reasons why you actually fall in love with a person that become annoying over time. Do you know that? Because you can't build on that. You're like, oh my God, I love how funny he is. He's so funny. I love, he makes me laugh all the (laughs) time. He made me laugh all the time. And then you get married, and all of a sudden, why can't you be serious? Why are you always cracking jokes? Can we just have one conversation that doesn't end in a joke? I thought this is why you love me. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Or, Or fellas, I love the way you always put together. Girl, the way you do your hair. Girl, the way your nails is always on point little little pedicure girl you look good i love that. that draws me to you. how much time and effort you put into your looks and then you get married and you're like how much does your hair cost to do <laughs> how often you get your nails did it ain't an outfit you don't got to change it that often. three hours to get ready in the morning to go to church oh my god, get ready the night before <laughs> but i thought you liked me looking all pretty yeah it, it was it was great in this stage but this stage is just the beginning to building You can't build on it. See, falling in love is reactive. It just happens to you. But building love is proactive. That's my first point, if you're taking notes. Falling in love is reactive, it just happens. But building in love is proactive. You gotta actually do something to make it happen. Babe, would you like to build love with me? Well, let's build love. Do you wanna build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. I don't know any of the other words. But I'll just sing and rhyme things like say. We're building. It takes effort. It takes work. Okay? It takes communication. You do that. I'll do this one. All right? It takes uh, compromise. Um, Sometimes, if you didn't have a good marriage growing up, you don't have the tools to have as a successful marriage. So you got to go to counseling to get the tools because you didn't actually see how dad and mom built marriage. They built a bad one. So you got to go to counseling. You got to have tools. You got to also be careful. Somebody's probably asking, why did you choose to build a 51-piece Jenga set while you're preaching? Because it's going to take a lot of time (laughs) to build that Jenga set. And the answer to that question is, I know it's going to take a lot of time. That's one of my points. That when you build love, it takes time. You can't build it overnight okay? Do you remember our our premarital sessions? No. No, because we didn't have any. And you know why we didn't have any? We had one talk with a pastor at IHOP till 2 a.m. You know why we didn't have any? Why we didn't have any premarital sessions? Because we thought we had it figured out. We left that one premarital session like, we got this. That guy has no idea what he's talking about. He was the smartest man in the planet. He knew exactly what he was talking about. But we thought we had it. I'm telling you, the people who don't appreciate this series are the ones who think that their marriage is like amazing. My marriage is the best. You've been married for five years. Shut up. You have no idea give it some time there are things that we are doing at 11 years that we're learning now about each other that we didn't know at five years now when you put in the work and the time and the effort some people say why in the world would you use jenga blocks to build this marriage this doesn't look very sturdy this looks very wobbly this is not a good example of a marriage and to you i would say this is the perfect example of marriage you know why Because it takes time to build, but building it is only half of it. Because if you don't put the same effort into maintaining it, it can just as easily fall as you did build it. And you got to not be proactive in just building it. You got to be proactive in maintaining it. Because it can all come coming down. And one day you wake up and you go, what happened? I don't understand. I was in love with you. Now I'm not in love with you. I wasn't trying to not be in love with you. Yeah, but you weren't trying to be in love. And that's why it happened. It happened. You got to work. And you can't just work. Listen, I'm telling you, you got to be proactive in the maintaining. Because like life, in a, in a relationship and in a marriage, things change. And all of a sudden, the way it looks when you first got married, it doesn't look like that anymore. People always get mad. Well, I don't. Ooh, boy. <laughs> this falls. It is not a part of the illustration. But we'll make it a part of the illustration. <laughs> You're not the same person that I married. I, neither are you. People change. The way it looks in the beginning is not the way. So what do you do with those changes? What do you do when you have kids? Please say amen if you've got kids. Amen. All of a sudden, now you got to work to have a date night. you got to work to get alone. you got to lock the door whenever you want to be intimate. you got to do things like, I'm, and it just doesn't look the same. It's just change. Well, you gotta, you got to maintain that. you got to maintain that. What's another change that happens? When
1: you buy a house.
0: When you buy a house. And it was easier when you were renting because when you were renting, you didn't have all those bills. There you go. You didn't have all those bills, but now you got bills.
1: And a house to maintain.
0: And a house to maintain. A lot of space. Okay. It was a lot sturdier in the first service. We got this. We got this, girl. We did marriage. We could build the town. Um, and then there's challenges. You know? There's challenges. Like when you get married, you have no idea that when you got married, you were also marrying that person's family. <laughs> you had no idea that when you married somebody, you were actually marrying their father <laughs> who doesn't understand personal space and who who will try and come to the front door like a normal person, but when it's locked, hops the fence comes through your back breaks through the back sliding door to spend time with his grandchildren while you are in your underwear <laughs> not that anybody on stage has that ever happened to them i know yeah. that seems oddly specific but i promise you that was 100% rando 100% rando and then things get rocky
1: so we're going to go there we're going to oh
0: we're going to go there all right <laughs> it's getting rocky
1: how about when your husband (laughs) can't figure out where the garbage goes (laughs) he doesn't realize that it gets taken out twice a week
0: that's not my fault though (laughs) I feel like the garbage people switch the days up on you anybody else
1: all the husbands say
0: amen the garbage people would just be I didn't get an amen on that yeah (laughs) you're
1: alone
0: um, yeah well you know it happens but we managed it well and here's the thing if you manage, if you manage the changes and challenges of life your marriage doesn't have to come crumbling down it actually can get to the next level yeah if you if you manage it well, you can actually use those challenges to build yeah. and take your relationships to the next yeah. level. But that's how you build. And how you build is important, but it's only a part of the solution. Yes.
1: What's also important is what you build. And that's the plan. And that's what I want to talk about.
0: The reason we can only build this is because we have a picture here that shows us what it's supposed yeah. to look like. We yeah. have a plan. What we have a blueprint.
1: We, exactly. You kind of know where you're supposed to go, what it's supposed to look like. And what I want to talk about is like, As individuals, we kind of know what we want our lives to look like, our future. But you got to make sure that your future and what plans you have for your life just go in line with each other. Like It just makes sense. I feel like sometimes... We date people, and we feel like love is all we need, and that's it. No, you got to make sure that your lives make sense together. Mm-hmm. Just like a contractor, you never see two contractors show up at a construction site with two different blueprints. Mm-hmm. They have to agree on the same plan. That's good. And so the Bible talks about this in Proverbs 20, 19. It says, where there is no vision, people perish. Wow. If there's no vision or there's no plan, then your relationship has the potential to fall apart. Yeah. And that's something you can figure out while you're dating. For those of you who are dating, ask those questions, yes. those deep questions like, Sometimes you got to ask, like, do you even believe in marriage? Some people don't even believe in marriage. And what are you going to do if they don't want to get married? They don't believe in that. Um, Do you want to have kids? What does your future career look like? I appreciate JJ not wasting time. When we were dating, he asked those deep questions. Like, I think it was like on the second date. No. So that's why I say he was trying to lock it down.
0: <laughs> but
1: anyways, he did not waste any time. He, he told me right away, like, I really feel like God's calling me to ministry. I want to make a difference in people's lives and connect them to Jesus. And I was like, you know what, I'm about that. But then he took it a step further. He's like, no, but I think you need to really understand what that means. I'm like, no, my dad was a pastor. I get it. He's like, no, that means that we're going to be broke and i was like well what kind of broke like ramen noodle broke or for, like,
0: for mica countertop broke that's yeah. how we we're gonna, gonna be build the house for no mica countertops no yeah. granite countertops uh-uh.
1: carpet not wood and so it took me time to really think about that but i said you know what that that's fine you know i'm about that too but i was grateful it's it's yeah. worse when you get into a relationship and you don't talk about those things and then you realize somewhere down the line that this is just not working out, like our lives just don't align with each other. And maybe you're here today and you're married and you're saying to yourself, well, I'm already married and we didn't really talk about that stuff. And that's the exact situation that we're in right now. You don't want that. The only thing that you have in common is that you live under the same roof yep, yep. and that you're paying the same bills and taking care of the same kids. Like yeah. there has to be more substance to yeah, it. So there good. has to. And so the best thing you could do, and I don't know if we're biased because we're pastors, but I really feel like when you have a common purpose, yeah. that drives your relationship to a whole nother level. Absolutely. When you have that foundation in Christ, mm-hmm. also, and we I know we've talked about that without throughout this sermon series, and one of the best things you could do take that first step make a decision you know what we're going to be a home that serves god and we're going to be going to church together mm-hmm. that's that's come what on. we're going to do we're that's going to be a home that serves god have that be your purpose and the thing the plan that you have Absolutely. going together and maybe if you're already doing that then you can say all right well our next step is to join a team yeah this also helps people who are single right
0: yeah get on that team meet that person come on what team do you serve on girl you know what i'm saying just <laughs> join that team
1: you find people who have something in common with you. You love God and you want to help other people. Yeah. And then maybe if it's not that, then maybe join a small group. You yeah. would be surprised how open your spouse will get during yeah. a small group because in our small groups, we ask deep questions. And yeah. you're able to find out things and be able to talk about stuff. and Or maybe even lead a small group. We actually had a couple that was in one of our couple small group that when we started Journey... And they started leading a small group. They were having communication issues within their marriage. And it was like the small group took their relationship to a whole other level because they were forced to communicate with each other and put together these lesson plans. And it was just... I remember one of them telling me it was something so attractive to see the other person yeah. like leading, mm-hmm. um, and that drew them closer. It's just beautiful to be able to go to like Dream Team Central if you've never been. Um, but if you if you join the team and you walk into Dream Team Central, there's a board that says how many people have made a decision to follow Christ within the past year and how many people within the past week. Yeah. And to be able to stand and look at that we sign that. as a couple and we say, yes, that. we did that together. We part of that. There's something so yeah. special about that, yeah. And then um, this, the second thing I would say is... Um, Um, not just have a plan, but also protect that relationship and protect that plan. It's so important that we do that. The Bible talks about this. It says, love always protects in 1 Corinthians 13, 7. And so this reminds me of a story I know that JJ has shared before when we first moved to Winter Park. Winter Park is is kind of expensive. And we were starting a church, so we were on a tight budget, and yeah. so we basically bought a house. We're like on the edge of Winter Park. It's like if you <laughs> take a few yeah, if you take a few steps, you're basically in Oviedo. Um, and that was the only house that we can afford. And then on top of that, the house was a little run down. and needed a lot of work. Like his dad, as a contractor, yeah. worked so hard on fixing that house. But one of the things that was wrong with it was this fence was so janky. That fence was terrible. Um, it, we just actually fixed it <laughs> recently because we worked so hard on the inside of the house. But what was so weird about it is like two sides of it was like a normal, what is that, like a nine? Six,
0: six feet, yeah, on there.
1: Okay, yeah. six-foot fence. And on one side, for some reason, it was only like four feet tall. Um, I don't understand why the person yeah. who had the house before did it that way. Maybe they really liked their neighbor. I have no idea. <laughs> but our neighbor happened to be an elderly couple that had a German shepherd. Named Emma. Emma. We knew that name because she was always Emma yelling her yeah. name out. This dog. The was demon
0: dog. The demon dog.
1: We love dogs. We, love was, we have two dogs of our own. Hate the devil. Dog.
0: This dog was hey. the devil.
1: <laughs> it was just so scary because she would just jump on the fence and she <clears> would bark. So loud.
0: The kids would be like,
1: "Eh, "Eh, eh, eh." like, get away from the fence. Yes, because my kids love dogs too. And I would be like raking in the backyard and all of a sudden, like stealth mode, she'd come out of nowhere and jump on top of the (laughs) fence and freak me out. I was like, it got to a point I refused to to rake the leaves in the backyard. And so she was just really scary. And the thing was that she was so big and she would jump on the fence and it got to a point where the fence started tilting. And I told my husband, like, one day that fence is going to fall down and this dog is going to attack our kids. And so and we do not want to say anything to this couple because they were elderly and the poor thing, that like they were going through some sicknesses. And so I told him, I'm like, you need to reinforce that fence. You need to put some posts in place. And the reason why I share that story is because that's what we have to do with our relationships. We got to make sure we protect them. Not that we're putting up walls, but we're putting up fences yeah, to protect our relationship. We work so hard, especially on something that could fall so easily you want to make sure that you protect and anything that's worth building is also worth protecting and when i talk about that i don't mean just like from outside forces coming in because that's a whole nother topic like toxic relationships family members that don't believe in your relationship that speak negative i'm talking about protecting your spouse from you yes That is such a big deal. I feel like not a lot of people talk about that. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that is because that was something that I personally had to learn. Um, Growing up, I was raised in a home where my dad is from New York. So that just basically means he taught me how to protect myself and to be strong. And that was cool in in middle school and high school. But it was (laughs) not good when we got married because I was just a very strong person. And I had a very tough attitude and so there was one situation that happened i'll make a long story short where i was upset because i felt like there was something happening at his job and he needed to talk to his boss and he spoke to his boss about it but his boss didn't really do anything about it and so i remember after he got off the phone i said something to him that was so terrible i'm embarrassed to even say what i called him but i called him a punk It was bad. I know I'm Puerto Rican, so that basically means I have an attitude. (laughs) So I called him that, and that was just so normal in my home. Like we just, whatever, like you just, you be strong, tough love. And so I realized that that was, that hurt him. And so I'm going to just give you three quick ways that you could protect your spouse. And, so, I'm sorry
0: interrupt, but yeah. the, and the reason why you did that and why we would oftentimes talk to each other that way is because in when you're dating, yeah. you're like, you're always guarding every really word because you want to give off the yes. right perception. But then when you get married, it's like, that's gone. Yes. And you feel like you could just say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, you
1: feel like that person's not going to go anywhere. So it doesn't matter what I say right. to them, they're going to stay here. But what's important to understand is that they might physically stay here, but emotionally, yeah and mentally they're just gonna check out because of the way that you're speaking to them. You're not really guarding them. You're not protecting their heart in the way that you're talking. eh? And so I had to understand that I need to speak life into my spouse and if you're taking notes, like I said, there's three ways how you could protect your spouse and one is speaking life. (laughs) And that's not something that comes easy to me because I'm a perfectionist. And so I know when they were setting this up this morning, I'm like, we should put this here and put (laughs) that there. Like I always see the things that could be better which is a good thing, but the bad thing about it is that I'll do that to him. And so I had to realize like, you know how people make pros and cons lists? I had to make like a pros list and not even write a cons list (laughs) so I could focus on the good things. The Bible talks about that, to focus on whatsoever things are good and true. And so you wanna do that with your spouse. And I'm not saying that you have to lie. I'm just saying that you have to focus on the good things. Yesterday he fixed a a hole in the wall. I fixed the toilet. Totally.
0: And when I fixed it, I said, "I said, babe, I fixed the toilet. I said, can you go look at it and tell me good things about myself?" <laughs> He's
1: not even lying. I'm
0: not even lying. That's exactly it was yesterday. And so I'm like,
1: wow. I'm like, how do we? Even she made a about big
0: deal out. She was like, wow, that is the best toilet repair job I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> I love how the walls are I, like, I love how the it, yeah. the way you
1: painted. And I it. knew
0: she was going overboard, and I didn't care. I loved yeah. it. I loved every bit of it. I'm like, go ahead, go keep going.
1: Yeah, because that helps. The Bible talks (laughs) about making sure you build each other up. Because when you're in a relationship, you have access to that person. And so you can really tear them down. You want to make sure that you're building them up. And you're not lying. You're just focusing on the positive. Um, And the second thing that I wanted to really say that you you should definitely do is pray first. Pray first. Pray first before you're going to have any conversations. Um, I know for me that whenever I get upset and I'm going to tell him something that I'm very upset about, I have to pray first. I have to get my mind right. It's almost like God deposits his heart for that person. Um, whenever you pray, I have a, a friend that uh, told me the other day, you got to go to the throne before you go to the phone.
0: I love that. You write that down. Go yeah. to the throne before you go to the phone. Before you communicate it to someone else, process it with God first so you can have his heart. Yeah
1: for that person whenever you speak because you want to be able to speak life into that person and understand them and have compassion and then the last thing is to create a safe space and when i say safe space i mean safe space to share because when when you're dating um you make the decision to marry that person because you feel like you can trust this person with all your hopes your dreams your aspirations your goals but also your fears your worries your doubts and your struggles And so you wanna make sure that there's a safe space where they feel like they can come to you. They go to God, but who else besides you can they go to? If you're best friends, you should be able to talk to each other about stuff. So fences are built to make sure to keep the bad stuff out but it's also to make sure to keep the good stuff that's in safe
0: Yeah, so and good. so
1: it's so important that you do that that you create that safe space and to take it to another level i know last year we shared a bit about our testimony and how my husband was struggling with pornography and i remember when he first told me about it i definitely did not create that safe space i remember the first time he spoke to me about it i was so upset i'm like you need to go sleep on the couch and
0: he sent me to the couch and I was like, I bought that bed, and so I'm going to stay on that bed. She's like, then I'm going to go to the couch. So then I got a sleeping bag and I'm like, well, I'm going to sleep next to the couch. And she's like, you're not getting away from me. We're going to work this out. And
1: I was just so upset and I remember just I didn't really handle that well. Um, but then I realized I really felt like God spoke to me It was like, you need to create a safe space where your husband can speak to you because he's going to find freedom in that. There's, there's a, a, a story. Um, that I read the other day, some research was done about a playground. And basically what these researchers did was they built this, this playground that didn't have any fences around it. And they wanted to see what the kids would do if they sent them to play in this playground with no fence. And the kids like, they didn't know they were gonna do this, but they stayed next to the monkey bars and the teachers and they wouldn't venture out because they were afraid that they were gonna get hurt. But then they brought those same kids out and that same playground and they put a fence around it and they noticed that the kids would go further And Because they knew that they weren't going to get hurt and that's the same thing that you have to do in your relationship You got to know and you got to just go back to praying first So you can have that heart for your spouse But you also need to make sure you create that space where they can come talk to you and the things that really helped me um, To create that safe space for him was first to understand that him confessing that to me was not easy He could have just stayed hiding it from me and I would have not found out. He came to me and he told me about it. So I had to give him credit for that. And then the second thing was I had to realize that I'm not perfect either and I have my own stuff. It just has a different title to it. So his might be dealing with pornography, but I deal with anger and I deal with lack of patience. And so I understood that we just need to help each other out. And I'm not going to judge you because I have my own situations and problems too that I need to work on.
0: And it was really that space that really helped healed me. Um, the Bible talks about when we confess our sins to God, we're forgiven. But James five says when we confess our sins to one another, we're healed. And there are a lot of things in our life that God that we're forgiven of, but that we're not healed from because we won't bring other people into it. And um, we, I really got to give Liz credit because she's the reason why I, I was I'm finding that healing even still. Um, because when we first when I first said it, yeah, it went it went really bad. Like when we first got married, I told her that I had to struggle, and then. She, was, she didn't take it well, the whole couch thing. And then then she would ask me after that, she said, how are you doing with it? Well, at that point, I'm going to be like, good, good, good. For years, guys, I would always answer that question, good, good. She would actually even stop asking. I think she didn't want to know the answer. But I didn't want to tell her because I was afraid of how she would respond if that was just the first time. So I wrestled with this for years. And then one day I could see the change in her, how God was working with her. And it was during a 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you could just see that God was, that her heart was shifting. And so God was working on my heart. I found the courage to tell her. And I said, babe, I know we had this conversation years ago. But the truth is, I've been wrestling with this all those years. I didn't want to tell you because I didn't know how you would take it. Um, But I want to tell you uh, today and the way that she responded in that moment. The atmosphere that she created—it wasn't, it wasn't judgment, it wasn't uh, disgust, it wasn't uh, anger. She, uh, she came alongside me. She put her arm around me. She said, I'm, so, "I'm, I'm so sorry. I made you feel that way. I love you so much, and, uh, and I forgive you." And we're going to work this out. And just could be honest with me. Just keep talking to me. This is going to be a safe space where you can talk about these things. And it was through that that I got healed. Because now I was able to talk to her and bring it out to her and have her, and have her work it out with me. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I want to thank you in front of everybody for creating that space for me. Because it was God who forgave me, but it was really you who healed me uh, in, uh, in just opening up your heart for me. So thank you so much for that. And it wasn't easy for her it wasn't easy for her she wasn't okay with it but she she loved me and she didn't love me any different because of it and i changed my life and i wanted to be better for her Um, and so (laughs) (laughs) transition which brings us actually to the last p which is pass the test you got to pass the test james chapter 1 verse 2 through 3 My brothers and sisters you will face all kinds of trouble when you do think of it as pure joy your faith will be put to the test you know that when that happens it will produce in you the strength to continue you know one of the plants that are on stage today it's not just a plant for decorations it's actually a plant um, that we have in our home has a really cool story to it i don't know if you know the name of it but this is a fiddle leaf fig tree And I know that because my wife taught me it. And it's a fiddle leaf fig tree. And uh, the fiddle leaf fig tree is actually really cool. Um, It was a lot thinner in the trunk and it used to droop. And Liz would wonder why her fiddle leaf fig tree didn't look like everybody else's fiddle leaf fig tree on, on Instagram. And so we Googled it and we found out we were trying to make an outdoor plant, an indoor plant. And what makes this so strong is that when it's outdoor the wind blows against it and as the wind blows against it the roots grow deeper and the trunk gets thicker and so they say hey this tree can work indoors but if you want it to work indoors how often do you do it like once a week Liz goes up to the plant this is what they said to do online and it, she goes once a week you gotta go to the plant you gotta go like this <laughs> for like a good minute so I'll be walking downstairs and he's not here <laughs> hey babe morning. It's a true, true story. and true story. And, and here's why, she do, she, why she's doing it. And look, if I just walked in, I didn't know no better. I'm like, she's trying to kill the plant. The plant did something to her. She's mad at the plant. But what we don't know, because we don't know how it works in the natural, is that by shaking it, she's not trying to kill it. She's trying to strengthen it. The verse said that the test will produce in you the strength to continue. If you wanna be built to last, you gotta be willing to endure the, because God's not trying to destroy your marriage through it. He's trying to send the roots deeper. He's trying to get the the trunk thicker. He's trying to make the leaves wider. That's why, so you gotta see it differently. I wrote it this way, you can put it up on the screen. You gotta see it from a new perspective. When the truth comes out and it hurts, that's an opportunity to love more intimately. My struggle with pornography, you might be alcoholism or maybe suicidal thoughts and maybe you're just not happy. You need to bring that person in and you need that that person needs to create a safe space and you need to tell that person what's going on up in here and what's going on in here. Is it gonna hurt? Yes, it will hurt. But when you really know that person, you're gonna go to another level of intimacy. Ever since we've had that conversation, we've been like newlyweds. If you know what I'm talking about. It was the toughest conversation we had. Ended up being one of the best for our relationship. I wrote this down also. When we're arguing and angry, that's an opportunity to understand more clearly. Next one. When we're struggling and it's scary, that's an opportunity to trust more deeply. And lastly, when we're tired and desperate, that's an opportunity to pray more passionately. I'm going to leave it on the screen. You can write it down or take a picture of it. You just got to look. You got to look. To see it a different way. It's not there to destroy you. It's there to make the trunk thicker, to make the leaves spread wider. It's not fun to go through. It's not fun to go through, but if you go through it with the right perspective, it doesn't have to destroy you. It can develop you, and it can develop your relationship and take it to the next level. And so we wanna pray for everyone today, my wife and I. We wanna cover single people today that God would give you the wisdom to build the house the right way. We also want to cover the married people because I got one more illustration. What happens if you fail the test? We got the camera on this. It's with the, what happens if you fail the test? What happens if you mess up? What happens if the hits, and this is your marriage now? What happens then, Pastor? Because I look at my marriage and that's what I see. Well, I'm glad you asked. Because if that happens, here's what grace means, here's what Jesus means, here's what putting God first means. It means it might have all came down, but just rebuilt. just rebuild, just put it back together. Hey, I tried that. I went to counseling. We were doing good for a year, but after a year, okay, just rebuilt. But it's getting hard. You don't understand. I don't even know if I love this person anymore. They keep going back to their old ways. I get it but just rebuild. If you do it together, you can do it with God's help, with Jesus as the cornerstone, with the Holy Spirit guiding you, with the Word as your life. You can be encouraged to know that nothing is too broken for God, that nothing is too in shambles for Jesus. Nothing is in too many pieces. They call him a carpenter for a reason, because he knows how to build things. He knows how to build things. He takes wood, and he changes lives with wood. He takes and he restores, and he heals, and he can do it in your life if you just put him first. Just rebuild. Just don't give up. Keep going. Now let me tell you something. It does take two to rebuild. It does take two, and that's what we pray for today, for that dual strength. If you're married, to get back to that place where you can both put brick over brick. May would you pray for? Yeah. Let's bow our heads.
1: Father God, we thank you, God, for this opportunity to just be here in your presence, Lord. We pray for every single marriage that is here. We know there's some marriages that are here, that this is the last straw for them, that this is the last hope for them coming to Journey Church in this sermon series. We pray right now for restoration, for hope, for peace, my God, that they would not give up, that every time they feel like they're falling down and just taking a few steps back, my God, that you would remind them, my God, that they were... Called for a purpose, to be married together, my God, to stay together, my God. And I pray that you would just help them through that process, God. Restoration. We also pray for single people, my God. Those single people who maybe feel like marriage is don't even work, my God. I pray that you would just instill in them a new heart and a desire, my God, to be connected to one other person, my God, that you have planned and destined for them. And Lord, prepare their hearts, their minds and their spirits, my God, for the person that you have for them, my God. We thank you and we ask you all these things in your name we pray, amen. Amen. And I want
0: to do one more prayer. If you're in the room today, and you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know, if you haven't gotten it from the sermon, he's the only one that made any of this possible. Jesus is the reason why we were able to work it out. Jesus is the reason why we were able to hold on and go through the tough and difficult times. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus in that way, but you really love this person, you really wanna see that relationship grow, you don't wanna fail, let me encourage you to invite the Decision, it's the best decision that you will ever make in your entire life. And so if that's you, all over this room, if we could just bow our heads for a quick second. When I count to three, I want you to shoot your hand high up to the sky. Jesus, I need you in my heart. All over this space, one, two, that's who you want, Jesus in your heart, come on, make that decision today. One, two, three, right now, all over this building, raise that hand high, raise that hand high. I need you, Jesus, I need you, Jesus. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 11, 12, 13. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Father God, I give you my life. You are the master builder, the master carpenter. Take my life and all of its pieces, build it back together. I receive you into my heart. In Jesus' name we pray. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.